2: Well, welcome to Making Waves. Uh, it is a it's Wednesday evening, and tonight we are really we are graced with and just an incredible person who's someone who's been so intrinsic to the Shiprock experience. Uh, hell yes, Mr. Chad Gray. Chad, thank you, my friend, for joining us. Oh,
0: you're welcome. Hey, thank you. Yay!
2: <laughs> In middle of this lovely week, um, you've had a busy well time off. You got you got married. I did to the lovely Shannon Guns, who's also yep. very intrinsic to our crews. And Absolutely. obviously you guys are such a huge part of the family. So this feels like well, coming home.
0: Absolutely. So, Welcome. Home.
2: A- <laughs> Thanks, brother. No pun, pl- right.
0: no pun plug intended.
2: Actually, I Maybe. was gonna talk about that song a little later, but for different okay. reasons. Yeah. Um yeah, so you uh you got married. Yeah, and you just put out and let's let's go right into it. You just put out an amazing uh cover of Willie Nelson's Always on My Mind. I Yeah for your, for your new wife and for the wedding and for the whole experience. And tell us how, how, that all came to be,
0: dude. I don't know if I just, you know, how, like literally I'll hear, I'll see something on Instagram or whatever, like somebody performing something and I'll have the goddamn song stuck in my head all day. Do you guys do that? Or whatever. Yeah. Just like, if I, if I just passing by music and it just captivates me for whatever reason. And I, I think that that's what happened. And then, um, I just remember kind of singing it all day or whatever. And, uh, later that night I was just sitting out back or whatever. And I just, uh, I got online and I went and found the lyrics or whatever, and I have it. So I was, I was like, I just wanted to read the lyrics along with listening to it, like the actual lyrics. And, uh, um, it was just, man, it was just so moving. I was just like, man, this is such a great, such a great track. Just so heartfelt. And, um, we were going to do uh, we were going to do our first dance cuz you know wedding planning man it's not just about flowers and people and shit there's
2: You got to pick your
0: you got to pick your music you know for yeah. for different things or whatever and we were going to dance to dream on cuz we both kind of come from the classic rock world like when i was young um you know i was born in 71 my mom had me when she was 17 so she wasn't done being a kid yet so when i was with my mom my mom just had a huge record collection it was you know all the all those from that time peter frampton the eagles you know sabbath you know uh aerosmith you know so Mm -hmm. i come from that world and shannon's dad is is a great dude and he's a big rocker or whatever but he comes from the classic rock, rock world too that's like his age or whatever um so he listened to when he was a kid. So, you know, you grow up around that shit cause he was playing it. So Shannon knows it. And, uh, we just, we share a lot of, uh, classic rock, uh, childhood memories, uh, before we were together, but still memories we can share together. And, um, uh, so we were going to dance to dream on and for whatever reason that song just really captivated me, man. I was just like, wow, this is just such an incredible, such an incredible song. And, um, I don't even know how it happened, honestly. And uh, I was like, man, this is really, this is what we should dance to, kind of thing, you know? And I was going to surprise her with it. So I called Kevin Chirco, my producer, produces Hell Yeah. Um, many people know him, Five Ring Death Punch. Um, um, in this moment, he does all sorts of shit. And he's amazing. He's such a great guy and he's a great friend. And um, he lives in Vegas too. And I just hit him, I, I texted him the next day. I was like, Hey man, you want to do a cover? And he's like, what? I'm like, always oh, on my mind. And he's just like, Whoa. Uh, and he calls me and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And, uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I think he's like, I can hear you doing that or whatever. And he's like, I was like, can you figure it out? Like, can you, cause he plays piano and I'm like, can you do it? And he's like, I'll tell you what he's like, and forgive me for not knowing his name, which is totally Shitty, uh, the keyboard player for Ozzy or whatever. He's really good friends with him, and he's in London. And obviously, COVID, he's not touring, he's not doing anything. And uh Kevin hit him up and he's like, Hey man, you know, you play piano for this track. He's like, Sure, whatever. And a few hours later, you know, he sent us like three different versions or whatever. So we kind of picked the version we wanted. <clears throat> and Kevin's just a master producer. Uh, so before he did this, I went in and actually, I just went in and tracked it and I started singing and I'm like, you know, how do you think this is? And he's like, he's like, I think it's great. He's like, man, he's like, this is really cool. He's like, I don't even know if I've ever heard you sing like this, you know, like, but vibrato and all that kind of stuff or whatever. Those are like my early days of singing way, way early. And, um, that's how I sing, you know, when I was growing up in church and, you know, choir and chorus and stuff in school and stuff like that. And, uh, So I did that. And then Kevin, uh, did the string arrangement and it just turned out so amazing. And I did it for Shannon for the wedding. And, uh, it was just a super special moment, man. And it just came from a place of love, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, people near me, business people and friends and Kevin and everybody's like, you know, you really should put this out. And they're like, "Mm -hmm." you know, metal guy putting out always on my mind. Like, "Mm -hmm." And, uh, but they're like, no, man, this is really cool. It's a cool side of you, you know, to show your fans. And you're pretty, you know, you're pretty vast in what you do vocally. And this is just really cool. It's really different. And I was just going to do like a a really soft release with it. Just like release it on Instagram or whatever, you know, just, uh, you know. And uh, me and my buddy Wombat, <clears throat> who does, me and him conceptualize all of the Hell Yeah merch. We did all of the, the record covers since... uh uh, undeniable. Um, and him and I are just, just a really creative force, man. And he's just, he's awesome. And he's like, I'm going to start a YouTube page, you know, like let's get a YouTube page going for you or whatever. So we did that. And, uh, he's like, you know, we, then we can put the song on YouTube or whatever. So people can actually see it. And it's not just on Instagram and it just, it's here and then it's fucking gone, you know? Um, so a place for people to find it. And, uh, so I ended up hooking up the, the company called one RPM Um, it's, uh, they're really doing things like that. That's pretty crazy, man. I mean, you kind of got to finance your own stuff. You fund your own recordings and stuff like that, but then they act as the label to like do marketing and, you know, getting it to radio and just, they do a lot, like a whole push on it. Uh, Um, uh, publicist stuff, you know? And so I hooked up with them on it just as kind of a trial run for anything, maybe, Future that I want to do with them too. So just to check it out and they did a really good job with it. And we just kind of put it out and and just whatever, you know but it was just supposed to be a really, really soft thing. I didn't expect it to um, get the, not that it's a huge song or anything for me or whatever like that, but I just, I didn't expect it to reach that much audience, you know honestly, I just, I, the whole time in my mind I just thought, whatever, you know, just put it out so people can hear it and whatever. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, man. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. I love working with Kevin all the time. You know, he's just, he's so great. And he was huge for me, you know, obviously when Vinny passed, um, you know, uh, five, day, five days after the memorial, um, you know, everybody pretty much went home from the memorial and I, I flew back to Arizona. I lived in Arizona at the time. And I'm just like, man, I got to, I got to finish his work. I've got to finish it. It's his final work. And I still had six songs to write because it was really tough, but I'm like, fuck it. And I drove back to the studio and, um, five days after I was back in the studio with Kevin, you know, both of us absolutely crippled, you know what I mean? From yeah. going through that emotionally and, um, just every, everything that goes along with losing, you know, losing someone that's it's, it's everything. And, uh, but he was, he was really my rock man. he's, he was super patient with me. Obviously he had to be, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't churning songs out at that moment, but you know, yeah. he was really, really patient. And we've always been, we've been close since blood for blood. That was the first album he did with us. And, um, we were really close, but man, the you know, welcome home. We got really close cause we were d- dealing with a lot of stuff and really helping each other through that time. And, you know, we had a goal and that goal was to finish Vinny's final work and, we got it done, man. It's pretty cool. So to go back to always on my mind, you know, just any opportunity I have to work with Kevin, I always just jump at it because he's such a great friend.
2: There's a couple of points I wanted to get on, and I definitely want Chad to jump in here um, with the song "Always on My Mind." You you did go with the heartfelt version, which is more kind of the the Willie Nelson one as opposed to the yes, Vegas the, kind of Presley, which Elvis. is still great. It's a little schmaltzy, but mm-hmm. with with Willie's, it just feels like it's right in the pocket and just. From oh, the part. Um, it really
0: does, and it's it's you know it's not his song, you know. What no, I that's
2: mean? what I know, but that's what helps sells that track, you know. Is it really does. It, it came from that part. Um, secondly, I, obviously, the thing with you getting back in the saddle after everything that happened with Vinny, I think that's probably what he would wanted for you.
0: One hundred percent. Well, I told no. him basically the day after he passed, I was sitting in a. I was staying at my friend's house while I was recording that record. And then, you know, he passed or whatever. And the next day I was just sitting on my bed that I, in the room that I stayed in at his house. And I just, I literally sat there and had a conversation with Vinny, like I'm having with you right now, Mm -hmm. just talking out loud and just telling him I loved him. And what, what am I going to do? Please give me your guidance. You know, I'm going to finish this album for you. Yeah, This, I'm going to do this for you. And I said it out loud. Well, when I said it, I think probably I the reason I said it was to hold myself accountable mm-hmm. to follow up on what I said. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, a few days later we went to the memorial, and a few days later I drove my ass back to the studio and uh, continued my mission. You know, uh, but he was my fuel, him and dime. You know, and I yeah, um, that was the only thing that I don't. You're always supposed to take something good out of everything and that was the only good thing that i could ever think about was that those two boys were back together and that yeah, made absolutely. me very very happy because vinnie was absolutely lost without him but i i was so thankful that he decided to make his return to music with me little old me you know i was just i was playing in a band my fucking hero for six albums you know i mean hell yeah i did more albums than Mudvayne.
2: <laughs> yeah it, it definitely gave him a direction and a place to be and it was probably the perfect collective of people for him to play with mm-hmm. you know yeah my nice soft re-entry back into into the business and then <clears throat> just finding the joy and drumming again so you oh, could dude, he
0: was he was so fantastic man he was so yeah. fantastic from yeah. the first time we played together it was just like i mean to me it was just like whoa you know like holy shit i'm in the same room with this dude and he's sitting behind a kit and we're gonna write some songs yeah you know, it was it was it was heavy, you know, and it was, yeah, it was really hard for him. Well, dude, I was a massive Pantera fan. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't know anyone that doesn't like Pantera and I don't think I want to know anyone that doesn't like
2: Pantera. Like all
0: my friends fucking like Pantera, you know what I mean? So, and if, and if you don't, we can't be friends, but it's just, that's just the rule, but. That that um, should be
2: the rule to enter the house. You have to name 10 songs.
0: Random. Right, right, totally, man. I could just go but right now. But yeah. um, you know, they're just what they're they I mean, they were then. And dude, be honest with you, they still are. I mean, I still when I go to the gym, I still listen to those albums. Those are what sure. I would left to. You know what I mean? None of my music, man. I listen to Pantera and I, I fucking love that band, man. I every time I hear it, I hear something new or something I'd never heard before, or just like or just those fucking whoa moments like god damn man how, how do you bring it that fucking hard you know what i mean without going you know you know like super fast you, yeah it makes you it makes you want to walk through walls it makes you want to move yeah you know that's really the key to being a great heavy metal band man if you can if it's i i, I call it danceable you know and i like i talk to my players and stuff when they're writing music i'm like make it danceable you know what i mean make it make a body move that's what you want to do and that's what people come to and that's what i came to in pantera like yeah they were uber fucking heavy and badass but they had just that undeniable fucking groove that they just would lock in i don't know if that band had a, a just a, a certain bpm boom like this is how many beats per minute you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah. you don't you don't stray from that one bpm or the other one way or the other And you just lock it up, but man, it's just, they're just, they were such a fan. They still are such an incredible fucking band. Um, The players are just insane. I mean, it's insane. I mean, so great. That's enough, man. Hey, even hey,
2: look, <laughs> even in metal, if metal if it makes the girls dance, it'll bring the boys. So. Absolutely. goddamn yeah. Well,
0: they they brought the, they brought the girls, they brought the boys, they brought fucking everybody, man. I saw there them fourteen go. times, man, fourteen wow. times. I got to yeah. see them. I saw them in a club in St. Louis called Club Three Six Seven. It was an old grocery store, so it was pretty big, probably you know fifteen hundred seater or something like that. And it was, um, I've, t- dude, I told Vinny this story probably 15 times and every time he would let me tell it. You know what I mean? Even though he knew he'd heard it and he would always let me tell it because I was just so, so excitable when I would talk about it. And I saw them play. They did three warm warm-up shows before Vulgar was released. And me and my friend had been listening to Cowboys from Hell for about a year, like on fucking repeat. And um, <clears throat> we heard about the show at a club in St. Louis. And we all piled in a van, and we drove down there, and uh, went and saw that show, but it was, yeah, it was three they did three warm-up shows before they released vulgar or whatever. And um I actually went back and looked at the date. It was weird because they I remember them saying something like they were doing warm-up shows for the new album. And then I, I went back and looked at the date. I, I Google, I found the date of the show, and then I found the date of the release of, of Vulgar, and it was actually several months later that they did that. But they played those three shows, ma'am. So I literally saw a show where they maybe played maybe Walk, you know, maybe mm-hmm. one other song or whatever. But basically, I saw a Cowboys from Hell set, you know, that you know was just very Cowboys from Hell loaded, you know, because that was the only thing they'd had out at the time, and uh vulgar wasn't out yet but i think they played a couple tracks i think mean, they played walk and um yeah i remember being at that show it was where i did my first stage dive and Bert, uh, grady dimes tech was the one that mm-hmm. lifted me up on stage to stage dive and there were probably there were more people on that fucking stage than you could even believe i been there, there had to have been 20 25 people on on the stage the whole night just weaving in and out of the players and the players are weaving out of them. And I mean, it's just people just running up and jumping and just diving. It was so much fun, so much fun. And then I got, but I got to see them all the way up to, you know, where they, you know, like the OzFast and, you know, when they're, a you know, big fucking band, you know? Yeah. Um, So I saw them from both spectrums, you know, which was really, really cool. And I think that was one of the things that built my closeness with them is because I had been into them, for uh you know, since since Cowboys, you know, I've been out from the beginning.
2: Yeah. Growing up in Dallas, I was very blessed to be part of the Joe Garage and Basement days. So we're talking like power metal and metal, you know. Um, yeah, I am. I am the night those days. Yeah, so the totally. And just you see their ascension was just like you know when when Philip came in the band, it was just like boom, boom, boom and it's well, like well,
0: yeah, that that was a shit. fucking game. That was a game changer, man. Terry yeah, was so Terry was Terry, but Bill's fucking Phil. Bill, yeah. Know, so
2: anyway. Let's uh, let's talk about hell yeah let's talk about Chad Gray, but these are great stories and uh, thank you for sharing them man there's Panther no stories always fucking welcome but we uh, want to absolutely you got going on bro. and if they're not see you guys later yeah say
0: bye. <laughs> yeah big gulp say well see you later well, see you later
1: <laughs>
0: goodbye my love
1: <laughs> you know I wanted this I wanted to mention something um about this track that we we started talking your 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 latest release uh mm-hmm. your voice um what, it was such a pleasure to hear it presented that way and Thanks. uh you were just said when you were at the um gym you're always listening to Pantera, and you're hearing you know little mm-hmm. nuances you haven't picked up before mm-hmm. this happened to me with your uh oh. with this tra- i mean i've been a huge fan of yours i think we talked about it on the ship for yeah. a long time there's Thank only you. two bands that have caused me to break my steering wheel <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Pantera and the other one is Mudvayne. Wow. Real. That's the real truth. You know, when that's you, a you cool. like drive and you're just like fucking pounding mm-hmm. on your steering wheel. Yeah, broke a t- in an Oldsmobile Trofeo, nineteen ninety Oldsmobile <laughs> Trofeo. The same steering wheel in that car twice. Uh, nice. From those those uh, two bands. So awesome! So
0: that's I've a great conversation see. to be in, man.
2: Is that <laughs> all under the good. manufacturer's warranty? Yeah, I was going to
0: say. My dad was not. Might want me, to do no, a fucking recall sure. on that car. <laughs> 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 we got no jobs. We got no food. Our steering wheels <laughs> <laughs> are falling off.
1: Right. Perfect. <laughs> Our birds' heads are off. Um, the the the. What I wanted to ask you, though, it, I mean, you seem, seemingly answered every single question that I had, like stacked up for this uh, particular track, which is awesome. That's but one thing I, I didn't do. really understand, and maybe I maybe it was there and I just didn't pick it up. But um, how many times did you have to think about? releasing it the way that you did before you convince yourself to release it the way that you mm, did.
0: i don't know it was more other people and honestly it was like kind of fueled by others you know and i, I mean i loved it but like i said the song came from a place of love i did it for Sorry. my wife i mean i did it right. for my wife to be and um for our first dance and that, i mean ultimately that's what the video was for because <clears throat> anybody that knows me like professionally or whatever knows that and if you're my fan like i always say my fans are my family i i mean i this this has been such a hard time for me i know it is for everybody you know but this has been such a hard time for me because i've been writing recording and touring for 20 years you know and then this happened and i'm like hey what the fuck do i do and the more it was going and it was getting fucking worse and worse and i'm just like you know the, the any light you thought you saw was just instantly gone. Um, I started missing my family. I started missing my fucking fans. I miss my people, man. I see, I see my family in different parts of the world every single fucking day, and I have been for twenty years. You know, and then you just rip that away, rip, rip that out of my life. It's like, I mean, it's it's been really hard for me, and um, <clears throat> but. It was more the video, you know, I had Wombat shoot. Wombat stood up with me, the the guy I'm talking about that we worked together a lot. Um, he stood up with me in my wedding, but I told him, I said, when we do that dance, I'm like, I want you shooting it. Because obviously we had a videographer and stuff like that, because the guy that I would have video was in my wedding. So he couldn't, you know, couldn't very well do it. So uh, we ha- hired a videographer and stuff like that. But I told Wombat, I said, when we do our first dance you record it you get it get all the get everything you need to make a cool video for for me and um and then you know i went in and did the parts where i'm actually in the studio singing it and um kevin did the you know the the piano parts or whatever so we can make it more a little more like a music video because honestly before i did that it was just all the wedding you know it was just us and her shannon and i dancing but i wanted to make it a little more music video. So I added me, um, singing the track and then Kevin obviously playing on the piano. And, uh, but that was kind of a, an opportunity for me to invite my family into my life. I'm one of the, one of the greatest days of my life, you know what I mean? Uh, it was, it allowed me an opportunity doing that song. It allowed me the opportunity to be able to share it with, um, with all my family, with my fans and and stuff. And, uh, I care very much about them and I, and it, and you know, you can't invite everybody to your wedding, but that's a good way to, you know, share it. You know what I'm saying? So, that, I mean, there there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of motivation in that, you know, yeah. uh, to release the song, to be able to put the video out, to be able to share um, such a great moment. Um, you know, one of the best of my life, you know, with, with my, with my fan, my family.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. To just Thank you, man. Thinking about all the pieces in the way that you're describing, especially in this period of time, um, mm-hmm. Not many people uh, get those unique chances to look into, you know, their heroes lives like that and right. vice versa. <clears throat> heroes look, look giving uh, giving an in- instance of um, vulnerability is yeah. the most beautiful and most metal fucking thing I can think of. Yeah, especially sure. during this period of time.
2: So I just want to say thank, thank you for doing that.
0: So, no, thank you very much. I appreciate your compliments, man. It's very humbling. Yeah. Thank you, Chad.
2: We were talking about this is you kind of going outside your box um, Uh with with, with the track, but I was kind of going back through the hell yeah stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, it's not the first time you've had a foray into something a little different. (laughs) One track that stands out is, is Love Falls. And to me, being a kid who grew up in the 70s, but also the 80s, I was a big new wave fan. Right. And it sounds like at times your vocals and the song itself, the instrumentation feels like a new wave song. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's. I like. Let's talk man. This is easily fit in the radio. Like I'm not saying flock of seagulls, but something a little a little darker. <laughs> yes. But yeah, totally could, <laughs> could be that. And then, um, you guys, uh, most time when people call, cover, cover Phil Collins, they want to do uh in the air tonight, right? Yeah. Right. You guys totally. And outside, I don't care anymore. And that is tremendous. It almost eclipses the original because it's just so moody, and it's just like. Yeah i've never heard you sing like this even Vein, nothing i've never heard you sing like that I, yeah i was immediately taken with that track
0: well there was a i mean you know the story behind that song no no what's what's all okay stories? so this this is a great story so um christian i think christian came in uh, to the studio and just you know it's just like if you're in a garage you're talking about fucking pussy and whatever you know, <laughs> you know it's just conducive to garage, you know sex talk sure. or whatever when you're in the studio you're just you're you're having that kind of studio talk whatever blah 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 you're just talking about just different shit you've done or blah 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 or what you really like to do or who you've seen or whatever you're just talking about music in general and I think Brady said like you know we should do uh, what, what's the song again? <laughs> I don't what are care we talking? anymore. Of? I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> welcome to old age. Um, yeah. <laughs> put your glasses, put your glasses <laughs> on. Yeah. Totally shit. Right. No. Uh, uh, welcome. Yeah. So uh, Brady's like, you know, we should do that or whatever. And Vinny's sitting there and he's like, you know what? He's like, it seems like me and dime actually recorded that one time. And David Draymond was actually gonna sing on it or whatever. I don't know what happened there or whatever, um, but Vinny and Dime actually recorded it, but they recorded it on a radar system. It's called mm-hmm. radar. So back when Pro Tools first came out, it was just like, um, it's almost like VHS and beta. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there was radar and Pro Tools. Pro Tools, ooh, ascends, radar, mm, not much, but they recorded on, a, they had a radar system. So um, as their interface or recording interface. So Vinny calls Sterling and uh, gets him digging through boxes and looking for it and going to the warehouse, you know, where they where they store all their Pantera flaming signs and shit. And, uh, and Sterling finds it. <clears throat> well, then it, it's Dime playing the song. It's Dime actually playing I Don't Care Anymore. So we wanted to, obviously, because it's Dime, we wanted to bring that into the to the track you know his guitar tracks on this track and that's really what made us do that song you know okay um was because dime had done it and that was our way to kind of re give give dime life again you know Mm -hmm. and uh for the people anyway and um so but we had to get you know because obviously it's a different it's you know it's like a different os you know what i mean so we had to So I think we ended up calling Radar, that's a Canadian company, called them and basically got them to send a, because I'm sure they got maybe 15 that are brand fucking new sitting in a warehouse somewhere, right? So they sent one to Dallas and we were able to dump that off the Radar system and get it into Pro Tools and then send it to Kevin and then we tracked it. But that's Dime actually playing on that track.
2: Wow, that's a lot of moving parts. A lot holy of fucking moving shit. parts. Yeah.
0: yeah, Brady just going, we should cover that song. And it turned into, you know, crazy yeah. talk. And, wow. and a lot of lot of legwork. Thank you, Sterling. And, um, you know, and but we ended up doing it, man. It was just a lot of fun. And it's just to listen to it, man. It's like, I'm singing with Dimebag. And I'm playing, you know, I'm singing with Vinny. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you know. Yeah, but Where I, yeah I? I'm actually singing on a track that Dimebag physically play yeah. pretty crazy but thank you for the compliment i love that track
2: oh it's incredible incredible um your voice uh is quite an instrument and to itself uh growing up and you decided i'm gonna take on vocals was there influences in your life or your musical life your record collection that sent you down that way because there's times when i hear you i'm going man it sounds like mike Patton, and that's <laughs> i mean the best i mean but mike mr bungle mike Patton,
0: and yeah X. Well Mike's and, uh, fucking insane.
2: Yeah. So I'm just he's curious so on what vocalists um kind of inspired you.
0: Dude, like James Hetfield. I mean, seriously? I oh, call that it guy? Yeah, yeah. I call it I, I call it a yellity. You know what I mean? It's not a melody, it's a fucking yellity. He had a yellity, man. He could fucking I mean, he's just I mean that shit when we were on Shiprock the last time we were on it, mm-hmm. um, I covered uh was it Creeping Death? Uh, I think he, yes, you with did the, Death. with the with the stowaways, I did Creeping mm-hmm. Death. Holy shit. I was like, you know, cause you listen to a song and you know, a song, and then you've got to learn a song to fucking play a song. You know, you've right. got to learn it to play it. It's a whole different listening experience. Cause I'm listening to every little thing, not only just making sure I've got every lyric, right. But can I get there? And it's funny because, um, <clears throat> it's actually because they recorded a two inch tape back then or whatever. Um, so, the uh, the tuning is actually a half step sharp of 440, which is st- standard tuning. It's actually a half step sharp, and I was and dude trying to sing that fucking thing. It is high, man. I mean, it's it's pretty up there, and uh to to be to sing that way, like because th- there's no way you can falsetto that thing. You've got to yeah. you've got to lay into it, and you've got to belt it out. And it, I mean, it's 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 tough. It's up there, and uh. Uh, the dude from uh in this moment what's his name the guitar player randy 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 awesome dude um sorry randy um so we're standing there at the because we do like you do like one rehearsal or whatever you know maybe run it a couple times and uh you're you got your little slot schedules people different people are coming in and out for different Mm. songs performances Mm. and stuff and uh we're standing there we're getting we're getting ready to do it and he's like he's like you know he's like chatting you know, i am like god damn this song is high he's like you know it's gonna be a little easier for you to sing i'm like why is that and he's like because we're tuned to 440. i'm like what do you mean he's like well it's actually recorded a half step high i'm like really okay cool but play the chorus you know just him and me just standing there and he fucking plays it and i went and i sang the part and i'm like that ain't fucking easier <laughs> <laughs> that ain't easier bro yeah. you just yeah. had me all giddy like oh my god it's gonna be easy now no yeah. it wasn't easy it, yeah it was, you weren't getting off cent- scot-free there
2: no <laughs> no the fucking half step it
0: might it might as well have been nothing i mean seriously it's 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 up there but it but it's so much fun to play and and yeah. um i remember uh that was on uh i think that was on a little single do you remember singles? there oh, were cassettes yeah. but they're just like they were like like they they're almost like the the cassette version of a 45 right there was like the 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 motherfucker song and then you know the b-side or whatever uh which i think was bread fan i think it was bread fan and the prince probably yeah yeah Yeah, it was was creeping death and the other side was bread fan and the prince and i remember me and a a couple friends of mine man we listened to that fucking thing and just wore it out because to listen to creeping death and um So, I mean, that was one of my one of my all time favorite songs. But that is the Metallica that I started singing to, you know, was that early, you know, really fucking high James Hetfield uh, stuff. And I mean, he still his voice is still, you know, high, but he just he Mm -hmm. sings differently now than he than he did then. man. because that shit was just balls out, you know, Um, and fantastic was great.
2: When you got the like, a single did you uh, go out and explore who Budgie and Diamondhead was absolutely <laughs> All right. I think I already sure. knew from I think I already
0: knew from am I evil because you know yeah, there you, go. you know am I, am I evil the song yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah no but th- those are fucking great bands um have you ever heard their, their versions of stuff
2: oh absolutely they're yeah vers- they're so great
0: yeah so yeah. great. And Metallica yeah. did a hell of a, because they covered them. Basically Metallica yeah. covered them and their fucking covers are amazing, but the original songs are really fucking cool.
2: Really Definitely give the fans a new life. Yeah. I know why
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Metallica probably sold them fucking shit ton of records. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, by covering those tracks, but yeah, no, they're, they're but the originals are fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, good choices by Metallica to cover. they are crash course. Awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, man. So, like, when you we're talking about your 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 youth and what you cut your chops to learning to sing or wanting to sing and uh, knowing you from the Midwest, just like me, and uh, mm-hmm. how hard everything felt that was to attain, just to understand if you like it or not. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm talking about the idea of getting the cassette single at mm-hmm. where? Where do you go? There's probably a small little maybe a record shop, and you have to get a ride there. No way to walk. That sort mm-hmm. of thing. And knowing that you're from an even smaller town than even I was, uh, oh uh, god, Port Huron, Michigan, it, it, is it, I'm saying right, Latham or is it La- Latham? Latham? Yeah, Latham, Latham, yeah. Illinois. So, how yeah. did you find Metallica back then? I mean, dude, obviously,
0: man, it was, you know, and you know, maybe you had the same experiences too, or, or I was very fortunate to have older friends. Uh, You know what I mean, and that's where you get a lot of your shit. You know, if you're, uh, you know, if you're in eighth grade and you know a sophomore or a junior or something like that or whatever, they're you know kind of passing on like, almost like hand me downs, but you know, but it's current. And um, yeah, you know, the friend like handed me "Ride the Lightning" was like, you know, and it probably lived in his tape deck, fucking you know, twenty four seven, and he broke himself to hand it to me like. Like I'm going to get line. this back from you tomorrow, motherfucker, but here, <laughs> take this and check this out. And dude, I was just like, like ride the lightnings where I started. And then I went back and bought kill them all. And then, you know, and it wasn't long after, um, I got turned on to ride the lightning. They came out with master, you know? So it was kind of a pretty cool fucking moment for me, man. It's like, I get ride the lightning. I go back and buy, uh, kill them all and then not too long after they release a new album so i got like three albums in pretty much the same time frame you know to maybe a few months or something but um yeah man that was that was great but the, the first album really that got me into metal because like i said i grew i grew up with uh, classic rock you know mm-hmm. so uh that was always in my ears man and it was sabbath you know great shit you know a lot a lot of really fucking good classic rock and uh was with the but the one that like really kind of got its fucking teeth in me man was was molly crew too fast for love and dude really yeah i was just like Fuck, man like leather raw. And studs it's and you know, raw. yeah man live wire and fucking, you know it's just just crazy and then you know <laughs> after that shout at the devil and then here comes metallica and then yeah. slayer and slayer is my fucking favorite band of all time probably i mean i've been a slayer fan since you know like probably 83 84 you know what i mean Mm -hmm. 84 well it's been like 84 you know and um slayers never deviated man (laughs) you know they never they they just stayed the fucking course and you know what i'm cool with that you know what i mean they're just staying,
2: stay in their lane but you mentioned something earlier about metal bands no matter how heavy they got to keep a groove slayer always kept a groove yeah man absolutely yeah, Tom, Tom for what he had to wrestle with was very melodic
0: and another another thing about Slayer 2 is they've got they've got a lot of melody in their music you know if yeah. you think about you know uh Heaven mm-hmm. and yeah. nothing to get or you know okay uh, the <laughs> desk mask you know what I mean they write like yeah. melodic parts you know a lot of you know dueling guitar things you know what I mean mm-hmm. like not playing the same thing but like doing harmonies of each other and shit very Iron Maiden-esque but yeah but heavy as balls, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I always I always loved Slayer for the melody. And they yeah. did, I mean, they were heavy as shit. They were super fast, but they would always, I mean, when you can do that, when you could just be blazing a fucking trail and then just steer away and mm-hmm. bring some melody into it and then go right back on that. It's like, dude, I'm cool with that. I love yeah. melody. I love melody and music. I love it.
2: No, you can take a track like Postmortem where they do that. Where they just have that really cool groove, and then they just mm-hmm. come right at you. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, Amazing. man. No, that's fucking. They're fantastic. But those are the bands I grew up with more of the the, the Bay Area, you know, the the thrash metal. You know, I love yeah. I loved fucking thrash. I
1: love thrash. Back you, when they called it Slayer thrash, I don't then? know what's called now. Did yeah. I see
0: Slayer back then? Like,
1: in in Illinois, you know, like yeah, I saw things. Slayer on I saw Slayer on Clash of the Titans, no, sure.
0: or whatever that was. Uh, which was. Oddly enough, Allison Chains opened that and wow. it was uh, yes. Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Like, what an oddball bill for fucking Allison Chains to be on. But, dude, I fucking loved that band. I love that performance. It's incredible. But, um, and dude, people were sitting down. Nobody gave a fuck. And Lane was just, just Jesus Christ, man. They were so fucking good and just so different, man. They were so different. Um, but it was it was pretty fucking incredible show and nobody gave a shit but I did. Uh me and a couple of friends that were there like probably the only people on the floor that were standing up but um, it was
1: in so it was indoors too.
0: Yeah, it was indoors. Just, yeah, it was in oh arenas. God. Yeah. They Jeez. played at the Prairie Capital Convention Center in Springfield, Illinois. Yeah, wow. I was at that show. But I remember <clears throat> waiting for Slayer to come on and uh I'm kind of standing there, you know, on the floor and shit. I don't want to get in the pit and do my thing or whatever. And, but it's a slayer pit. So it's a little different than, you know, other shit that I'd seen. And, uh, dude, people are just like, fucking, I I'd look behind me, man. There's these two dudes and they got to be like six, three, six, four. They're big men, big. And, uh, <laughs> and they're fucking standing there and they're doing this shit. Oh yeah. You know, fucking stretching their neck out and getting ready. Holy you know, shit. Swing? Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, dude, Harpo's. I was, I was just talking to Corey Taylor about Harpo's the other night. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to hang- get you
1: off your thing, but as soon as you did the next thing, I was like, I remember oh, yeah. as a child. Actually, yeah. I might have even been at one of your shows going, nope, not got, yep. <laughs> got out of there as soon as that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, so St- Slayer started playing. Um, Slayer started playing, man, and I mean, the fucking place just went apeshit nuts, right? And those, And I mean, I got... I was in the pit like an idiot. I was probably 95 fucking pounds, just a little skinny motherfucker. And I got ripped in the pit and went down. And one of those big ass dudes picked me up. They helped me out. Wow.
2: Yeah. And oh, I yeah, love that. Yeah, there is a, a sociality to, uh, to, to moshing that, uh, yeah, it's honor code. It's funny you mentioned that when they start warming up and it looks like a New York hardcore mosh like pit. Like, <laughs> right. You get ready to open up and you're like, Totally. Why, why are they practicing like judo kicks? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What happened in no, the circle why? pit of your? Yeah, you know? I've been, I've been, I've been <laughs> fortunate yeah. enough to 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 see that firsthand. Not being from, you know, the East Coast and, and you know up there, yeah. like I never saw that shit until I yeah. was actually, you know, in the flesh on stage playing uh, for that type of moshing. I'd never seen it because that's a that's a north that's a northeast thing, and I was from the fucking Midwest, so I'd never seen it.
2: It was I until I was
0: on stage playing and watching people fucking <laughs> do the judo shit. And like <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm forgetting my lyrics. I'm just like, yeah. you
2: know,
1: it's like, wait, what about we're having a push pitting? What's going on out
2: there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, hey, uh, so it's, you it's... got me all misty. I talk about Barry. Have you, uh, have you watched a murder in the front row yet? I haven't. You got you, you guys get it cranked up. It's the, it's the documentary about the Bay Area thrashing it and all the, all the, everyone's in it talking about it. It's, Brilliant! You guys will probably be streaming with tears by the end of it. Wow, man! What is yeah. it
0: called again? Murder in
2: the first murder, row. Murder in the front row.
0: Murder in the front row. Oh yeah. God damn. Okay. Where's my yeah.
1: phone? Got to write it down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I, so that's you know it goes perfect with dinner.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: A nice las, a nice lasagna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. What's murder?
0: Murder in, murder in the front row. Front row. And I just just for quick for quickness, I threw it in my lyrics notes. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of lines that I just when I come up with something, I put it down to that. So don't oh, surprised. For- don't be surprised if that ends up being a lyric.
2: Well, <laughs> I think it's, it's a it's, lyric. It's, it's, it's <laughs> from uh, Bonded by Blood by Exodus. That oh, lyric. wow. So there you go. Oh, uh, OK. OK. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 OK. Yeah. Fuck. OK. Use it anyway. No, no, I can't.
0: Gary Holt would love it. Come on, Uh, fucking Gary is awesome, man. He was awesome. (laughs) Love it. I remember, dude, one of like my greatest, like one of my greatest compliments ever, man. I like, I'm walking up stage. He's like, "Man, you got the baddest fucking screaming metal." And walks off. (laughs) Like Gary Holt just told me, I got the baddest screaming metal. All right, people. No, but man, it was it was so cool, and he's such a fucking nice guy, man. He's so fucking cool. So cool.
2: Yeah, it's it's always what I love. uh, Chad, uh, when you. You get this perception as a kid. Oh my God, this guy's a the slayer. They're probably mean as shit. And then you meet him and you're like, what was I so worried about? Dude, so dude, Carrie,
0: nice. Carrie and I text all the time. He lives in Vegas. Does he? Okay. Yeah. He lives literally up the fucking street from me. And we have not gotten together yet. And we'll go through we'll, like, we'll life gets in the way. Right. You know, sure. and um, we'll be, but we'll, we'll fucking text for two days. Like every 20 minutes, we're sending a text back and forth to each other. And, um, we were supposed to get together one time, him and his wife Aisha, and um uh I was gonna take Shannon and we were gonna go and hang out with with Carrie at his house. And then I can't remember like I had a COVID scare or something like that, or and then it, it just ended up working out. You know what I mean? Like I basically we had we we both ended up canceling for whatever the, one reason or another, you know. Um, but yeah, I had kind of a COVID scare because of guy that I lifted with or whatever. Um, I've lifted with him on a Monday and he hit me up on Wednesday and he's like, Hey man, I tested positive and oh, I'm like motherfucker! Yeah. But I always, wore I mean, I always wore my mask, you know, so, yeah. and he wasn't very diligent about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He kind of like would pull it down and blah, blah, blah. And this is when it was at the height of it, you know, and, um, he ended up getting it and we, uh, we called all around we called our doctor and stuff trying to figure out a place for us to go get tested because it was i mean it was so new in the game like the test wasn't as readily available as it is now or whatever mm-hmm. over the past you know even several months um you had to do a little more digging to find out where to go but we ended up finding a place and we got same day results so i went shannon and i both went and i I tested negative so yeah. it was cool but fuck, you know and i think that might have been the day that i was supposed to hang out with gary like mm, i can't you know i obviously yeah. i'm not going to get one of my fucking heroes <laughs> <COVID>. <laughs> you know what i'm oh, not going to say anything i'm just going to yeah. let it slide you know i got the <laughs> shits right now you know you can do it if you got the shits or maybe a little <laughs> sniffle or something no you don't t- you don't take covid to your boy
2: you know, no no like, what's absolutely. up oh, I'm just giving yeah little, like, <laughs> some yeah. sweet dude neck kisses and then Yeah, just- well, chad. yeah totally. <laughs> chad we we'd love to talk about right now i'll take a little time to talk about the shipwrecked experience for you. You guys have been monumental to it, both as a stowaway and hell yeah. Um, yeah so if a uh, chat always is really great about taking this section on. So I'd love to hear some of your stories. Sure. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, the,
1: the, what I usually ask folks is like, do you remember the first time you walked on it? But you're like way beyond that as a pro uh, <laughs> at this point in life. So I just wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on seasickness. So I don't, I don't, apparently I don't have it you are a winner because yeah. have you have you ever been in this? Uh, how about shannon have you have, she no. ever been sick oh, no she's man. been on
0: that thing like fucking. i think she's been on it every goddamn year that it's been going on i mean she was Gosh. long long before her and i met you know she would she would go on and do kind of what you do chad you know the, yes
2: just,
0: you know announcing and shit like that or whatever uh going for work Palmer, yeah you know <laughs> you know but uh yeah you know she's a veteran for sure so yeah she she doesn't have any seasickness either
1: so you got iron gut you you never had you and the entire time that you guys have been on that ship that's great i mm-hmm. i have this i had this question i was going to ask you about uh the buffet line in particular if you mm-hmm. had any particular sweets that you like to eye out right when you get there if you're so now what
0: i'm usually performing so you know diet you have to maintain the diet. Uh, no, I don't. But I, I think last time I got broke down, I got like the, one of the pizzas or something like that. And it was actually pretty fucking good. Um, uh, yeah, and, and dude, that, that line is just ridiculous. And that seems like that may be the only thing that's open at that time of night, you know? Because it's usually the late thing or whatever. And there's just a fucking mad line or whatever. But dude, I, I enjoy I enjoy that thing so much, man. Um, you know, Danny is a great fucking friend of mine, and he's always just taking great care of me and um after Vinny passed or whatever you know um we obviously weren't playing on it or whatever and I ended up he ended up being like dude come on just just come on you know because we 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 were talking and stuff all through that and um he's like you know come on man you need you need a break you know so it was after I after I finished Welcome Home and then you know I went and I ended ended up doing a song with Stowaways or whatever but but he basically you know let me come on you know just as a just a retreat you know from reality um but i've always had great experiences on it i think it's it's so crazy because you're literally uh it's like a backstage with all your fans you know what i mean like when you go out you know you're you just you just you're hobnobbing man you're you're seeing every people are just constantly coming up to you but which is cool because like i said my my fans are my family and i and i'd love to get to know uh, each and every one of them better and i get to spend like really good time with them you know in those set- settings i'm not in a fucking you know meet and greet line where i've got to keep things moving and you know i have maybe 30 45 seconds with each person and i'm on to the next 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 um, i can actually hang out with people a little bit you know at least get a couple minutes with them you know but um the fans and the, the the family, the people, the the ship family. I mean, they're they're super uh, respectful, you know. You, you you always get, but I don't care. I mean, I'm not gonna sit in my cabin and eat every fucking meal. So I go out and you know and eat and and just just sit where everybody does, you know, for whatever kind of food I want and stuff. So you, I mean, you'll get the looks, like yeah, let's yeah. Eat, let's look yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm just like, kind okay, of hang on a minute you know and they don't don't bother you when you're eating and shit and and then when you get up you know then it's on but fuck it it's cool <laughs> it's i always i always have a good time on it man it's it's always a lot of fun yeah
2: yeah the performance you talked love, about
0: love love oh, love
1: sorry. love it when you're on the ship every time that i, I would like yeah. leave a, a situation where you were like right by me and you're like so like what's he like and i'm like i don't know matty is like chill
2: and go <laughs> ask
1: him what he's like maybe he'll tell you. i'll talk <laughs> yeah. to you i'll talk to you yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Chad. The, the one performance you mentioned uh, was when you came out and did Blind, and uh, Head was playing guitar. Yes, that and was. That was f- everyone f- in the audience was great because they could feel it was such an emotional performance yeah. and emotional time and moment mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, and that was super special. And I think it's going to live with us for a long time. That I moment, hope so. and that it song. was because great. It was
0: really it's crazy a tough track
2: to begin with. Even if you were like it feeling is. your best, it's a tough track. <laughs> it
0: is, man, and it was. It was really kind of bummed me out a little bit because. Um, uh you know it's a those that the, the stowaways man is fucking completely throw and go you better know mm-hmm. your shit because you you're not you can't like when i'm on the road with my crew and stuff you know i'm wearing in-ears and talking i'm like hey, give me more guitar give me wear this or whatever you know you get what you get and i got up there and for that and i just like, really could not hear myself you know what i mean sure. so it's like and i'm like kind of doing the ear thing because it's such a low song. song you know he's mm-hmm. like you know it's 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 sung so low, um, yeah. go, kind of quiet. You know what I mean. And yeah. uh, I really couldn't hear the fuck I was doing, but I was just happy to be there with Head In the opening, the fucking are you ready and did the big yeah. stream or whatever. You know, that's kind of the banner moment of it. Everything after that, not too sure about. So, but whatever. I had I had fun doing it. And I fucking love Head. You know, I absolutely love yeah. that dude. He is so great. We toured, um, so. Uh, speaking of had with if you guys don't mind, uh, no, we played. Main, uh, we played. Uh, we played a show with them. We played two shows with them in Monterey and in Mexico City years ago, like in soccer stadiums, right? Wow. And it's us and corn. I think it was Manson, <clears throat> and um, uh, it was just I. And that that was when head was in the band uh, before he left. And fucking, it was so cool. But I like I didn't get to talk to any of them. I didn't know any of them then, or whatever. JD and I've become fucking great friends. We text each other all the time and, you know, everyone's all call him and we'll just bullshit and stuff. He's become such a great friend, which is so fucking crazy for me. Cause again, corn was like, Whoa, that was a fucking band that blew me away. Then um, I saw them on their first record opening for Marilyn Manson and Danzig and at Peoria in Peoria at the Madison theater. And that was a fucking killer show. And, that, and I think they kind of stole the show. It was amazing. But, um, then you know, Head leaves the band or whatever, and I become friends with Jonathan and da da da. Um, and then, um, Hell yeah, I toured with Corn for two months in Europe, and it was fucking so much fun. And uh, <clears throat> and that was the first time I met Head, you know. And uh, we kind of had a little moment because obviously you, you you know you're you know that Head is spiritual, you know that he's you know into God. That's that's fine, whatever. And uh, so we kind of had a little moment, you know, and and I was just like, I was like, you know, man, I was like, "Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not, because I grew up with religion, you know, I grew up in that stuff. And I just, there was a lot of judgmental shit that I went through when I was young, because I was not the normal kid. And uh, I've always just been different, uh, either looks or whatever, you know, so, Religion was kind of like church and that, that kind of you know, like youth group and all that kind of stuff was really awkward for me when I, when I grew up and it kind of built a little distance, not necessarily spirituality, but just the judgy and shit like that. And we were just having a conversation. I was just like, you know, I was like, you know, Ed, I was like, I, I know that you're, you know, religious and, and stuff like that. And, and And I think it's great. I was like, I think it's great that you found yourself in God and, uh, and Jesus. And, and that's fantastic. You know, um, who doesn't want, you know, people to connect, have some connection with something in their life. You know, you want to, you want to, you want to rah, rah that. And I'm so happy for him, you know, um, cause he's done great things with it. And, um, we were just talking about, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, I just gotta be straight with you, man. I was like, I am spiritual and I believe in something bigger than me, Then I believe in something bigger than us, but I am not religious at all. You know, I just, I'm, I can't get behind religion or whatever, um, the judgmental aspects of it and stuff. And I hope people don't hate me now because I'm saying this, because I do, I, I have a relationship, you know, but I have a relationship with what I want to have a relationship with, not what somebody's telling me that I have to have a relationship with. You know what I mean? You should be able to, on some level, build on your terms, you know, the 10 commandments, those are pretty important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be religious or whatever, or, uh, to, to not want to kill people, you know, right. I mean, or, or not lie or whatever. So I kind of live my life by that, you know what I mean? By the commandments, you know, do the right thing. It's just like, do the right thing. It's, it's pretty, you don't even really need those written out to know not to want to do that, you know? So I do have a level of spirituality inside of me you know, and I, and I have a connection with something uh, as I'm very grateful, um, in my life for as turbulent as my life has been at times or whatever. Um, something's always carried me through it. You know what I mean? But I think that's just, um, a belief in something larger,
2: you know? I don't know. Well, I think head understands sure. that there's something as long as there's something in the universe that's that's turning you and 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 making you, as you say, do the right things. And I think that's somewhere Absolutely. like that, he understands, and that's what he's looking for to. And he did, and that that was mm-hmm. back to the point of my story. That's what it was.
0: He was like, I under, he's like, I understand completely. He's like, yeah. as long as you have a relationship with something, and I'm like, Absolutely, you know, yeah, I just don't have to do it on whatever terms. And he yeah. and he and he is so non-judgy because of the way he looks and because of who he is as a, as a, as a musician and, you know, as a, but he's a great fucking human being, man. He's a great yeah. person. And he's a, he's become a really good friend and that was a big moment for me. And I couldn't have, I mean, at the, in that moment, you know, if you want to talk about the spirituality and stuff like that, I mean, that moment, me the first time walking back on a stage and actually performing, I mean, who else could I ever want to be with? him it was perfect
2: yeah plus he was going through a little catharsis that week because we showed his film oh that and, and that was, was a fantastic a t- 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 tough pill to swallow yeah but it was fantastic you're right it was
0: great man and shannon was so so proud to to be the the, the you know the yeah, she was mediator that, for that yeah. or whatever you know the host and uh, she was so proud of that you know and she yeah. did such a great job and he did such a great job and it, not only that night uh talking about it but uh, just putting that whole thing together. That takes a lot of guts, man. That takes a lot of balls yeah. to do that. I mean, that's yeah. real talk about vulnerability, bro. That's, right. I mean, that's uh, it to the 10 not to the 11s, you know?
2: Yeah. That's one thing I was going to say, you you mentioned posting parts of your wedding and even showing your wedding in your, the video is like social media has allowed now artists to show how vulnerable they are. And it just endears you more to your fans. Absolutely. You know? I mean, we Absolutely. we always love the idea of like Jimmy Page and people like that being behind the curtain, mystical. But at some point, you're like, man, we gotta get real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We're all in yeah. this together. Yeah, not
0: everything's a fucking riddle.
2: Yeah. Well, listen. At this point in the game, uh, we like to we like to do a thing called walk the plank, which is just three random questions, oh, God. and we we pose them to you. One is from Chad, one's from myself, and then one is from a fan all right, who's cool. written in, and, and it, it is never really specifically for. A certain artist is basically this writing questions. Hey, whoever you talk to, ask them this. So uh, we'll let Chad go first. And there are no wrong answers. There can't be. (laughs) Um, That's correct. Well, that's good because
0: I only give right
1: answers. There you go. (laughs) It's opposite day, Chad. (laughs) Uh, um, How how about this? My question for you is uh, so you've been through a lot, and specifically through this period of time, as we've Mm -hmm. we've been talking about how heavy it's been on everybody. Um, There's got to be a moment. Or two that you can think about that you tend to lean in on when you're um, feeling down. And my question ultimately is uh, when you are feeling that way, what is it that you turn to to get you out of that slump? My wife. Okay. I mean,
0: seriously, I've literally replayed probably every relationship I've ever been in. In this, where we live right now in this shit, this COVID shit. No way. I mean that she's the only, she's the only one that I could get through this with. I mean this is this is intense, man. You know what I mean? Like it's locked down, and you're in your fucking house. You know the people that I felt bad were for were like all the, the players. You know what I mean? All the playboys out there that just fucking roll from this chick to this chick to this chick, and it's like nope. You're fucking locked down, man. And guess what? You're alone. Hi. Yeah, but um, maybe they maybe they
2: grew up in that period.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, probably grew up grew up fucking five minutes too late. But um, <laughs> no, she's been she's been she just she just supports me, man. She understands me, she gets me, she knows I'm fucking crazy and and that's just it is what it is. And and uh she deals with me and she's just she's my fucking everything, man. She's been so awesome through this, man. And I mean from rebuilding this house. We lived in an RV in our driveway for fucking five months when we were rebuilding our house. And, and, uh, you know, she stuck with me through that shit. And then we get through that. And then COVID happens. And it's just like our whole goddamn relationship has been one fucking havoc after just after another, you know? Um, and we, I, and I can honestly say we're stronger today than when we were, or when we met and we met. And it was just, fucking fireworks, you know, right from the start. I mean, and, uh, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been pretty fucking great to, to, uh, to have her in my life through this, man. She's been fucking fantastic. She's a great, great person. She's a great person, beautiful girl, but she's an amazing woman. Amazing. I'm
2: so proud of her. That's awesome to hear, man. Hey, congratulations on having (laughs) to have lived, live in the RV still. (laughs) through this yeah, can you imagine
0: man. oh <laughs> jesus christ that we talk, talk about that all the time like can you imagine i'm like no because our fucking freezer was as big as a shoebox man you know like <laughs> you know when food wasn't you know when everybody went crazy with the food and shit oh yeah. you know it was just like you know yeah man that was, that was crazy shit man we would have been fucked <laughs> in so many words
2: fucked <laughs> well well chad let me ask you this what temptation do you find the hardest to resist
0: Mm, what do you mean like what and just
2: general you could be a it could be cakes and ice cream it could be anything you want to be Just like man I, I shouldn't do this but i yeah. really it.
0: dude probably food honestly you know what i mean that's i mean it's my fucking weakness it always has been i love it <laughs> and i love i love good food and that's why i love to cook because i like good food and you know i didn't i wasn't always a good cook you know you gotta practice yeah. but uh yeah you know yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's tough, you know, yeah. uh, like when you're lifting this shit like that, you know, your cheap meal or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I could keep it to that, I'd be fucking golden, <laughs> but I have a cheap weekend. Like it starts on Friday and then it fucking ends on Sunday night. And I'm like, okay, that's hey. it. I'm done. And then by <laughs> fucking Wednesday, I'm getting a burger or whatever.
2: Nothing Just, tastes better than lean. <laughs> really dude. <laughs> that I've heard that before.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing it's tastes hard. as good as lean looks man there
2: you go there you go well, Chad, well you, you look like ask.
0: you look like one of those kind of guys that could you could fucking eat everything in the house and
2: no even- dude i'm like you man i'm 54 bro and i have to watch what i eat because i work out and it's just like you know i listened to rogan went on that whole like carnivore only thing and i was mm-hmm. like i tried that for a while but i i sometimes like man i'm, I'm lacking carbs i need carbs because i feel yeah. fatigued but yeah man i just i wish i used to be that kid but not anymore I lift
0: Time with dude. I lift with a dude every once in a while. It's probably the strongest fucking human being I've ever seen in my life. He's just he's enormous. He's just yeah. so fucking jack. And he's like, this is the diet plan you need. It's like you know fucking uh, fucking lean ground beef. You know what I mean? Like lean lean burger or bison. Um, you know, two ounces of spaghetti with like a half a cup of Prego original. You know, you got to kind of keep some things. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I can have pasta. Really? You know, yeah, two o- two yeah. ounces raw. You know yeah. what I mean? And then when you cook it, it turns into four ounces. So it's actually two ounces of pasta, two ounces of spaghetti. It's actually quite a bit. And you look at that, what, two ounces of spaghetti, which is technically a serving on a box. Mm-hmm. And it comes out to be about four ounces, but it's quite a bit of spaghetti. And you look at that and go, wow, that's a serving. Think about every fucking, like, when I saw that and it was plenty, I think about any time I've ever went out to an Italian restaurant, man, and it's oh, a God. fucking pile of yeah. it. it's it got to be 15 servings yeah you know what i mean to see yeah. somebody polish one of those off you're just like oh dude you know but he's teaching me uh because i did keto and i lost like 25 pounds in two months you know what i mean so fucking you know carbs are like this to me like when you get in that headspace and even though i'm not doing keto anymore or i wasn't doing keto i still watch my carb intake you know yeah um and uh he's like dude if you're gonna build muscle you need fuel and carbs are fucking fuel you know so he's like you know uh but he put together a diet plan for me or whatever and he's he's just a rad dude and um uh but it's you know it's you know skirt steak you know uh like some red meat but still chicken Mm -hmm. and fish and stuff like that but i love i love chicken and fish too so it's all good
2: sodium seems to be the one now that everyone's focused on is keeping sodium low that's why like you know white meat and 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 Mm -hmm. uh like uh oatmeal basically carries zero sodium so that seems to be the thing so it's it's just crazy when start but people start bringing out the scales and measuring mm-hmm. out their macros you're like holy shit yeah dude, macros are a bitch but don't dude i mean
0: but a big a big big part of fitness man is water intake hydration Absolutely. it's it's yeah. hydration more than water you know just mm-hmm. stay fucking hydrated because yeah. like people that eat they go on a diet and eat like a fucking cracker a day all you're doing is training your body to store fat because you're giving it one cracker a day. So it's like fucking don't let anything go. Hang on to it because we're not going to get a cracker until tomorrow. You know what I mean? So you're not going to shed anything. You have to eat. That's what makes you lose weight is like eat, but you have to eat the right things. You have to eat clean and water is the same way. So if you just drink a cup of water, maybe let's say 24 ounces of water a day, your body is not going to release water. So you're going to retain water, which Mm -hmm. makes you look bloated, right? Yeah. I drink probably 10 or 12 of these a day. Like I just, I fucking pound water like crazy. When you pound water, it releases all that water retention. It releases fats, it releases carbs, it releases calories, it releases everything, including water. So you don't retain water. So yeah, that's a, hydration is a huge, huge part of uh, being fit or whatever. So ladies and gentlemen at home, stay hydrated.
2: I, I, I love adulting.
0: <laughs> well dude people like i i heard this like whatever i don't know panel or summary or some shit that that 96 of humanity is dehydrated or whatever you don't, don't even know it like just because you drink maybe what you think is a lot of water isn't enough so like yeah. you're really but the unfortunate part about drinking 14 of those a day is i piss sure every fucking 10 minutes like you guys are killing me right now by the yeah, way yeah, your prostate's going. what the fuck dude come on give me a break yeah i need i need one of those fucking uh the little bottles that you get when you're in the hospital you know right now <laughs> the catheter yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me, i'm gonna do the ship rock thing honey get the catheter
2: come
1: on pull it out
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. well then chad but, did you have a question
1: a, uh, we got the fan question oh fan yeah. question uh la- last question is this then, one um, for me or is that random it's it's random. Random. Um, but oh, okay. it is a question. Yep. Yeah. So it okay. won't be even directed at anything in particular. Okay. Um so when you when you were younger, what did you used to get in trouble the most for? Being loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> being loud, being a fucking class clown, just being a fucking idiot. I was just yep. dude, I was always just you know, such a fucking crazy little fucking kid so i'm just i'm just off man i mean i can hold it together for shit like this but i mean just in my in my head's always yeah yeah i just i'm just just talking in general just talking like acting out that's generally what i got in trouble for whether you were it would be in the band that was my conditioning
2: to get to yeah, what right. i do you know that's right he's still loud folks he hasn't grown a bit Yep,
0: being loud and talking too much
2: there we go well speaking of man listen we've had you for an hour and it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for the stories and everything that's going on we know you have a lot coming up on your plate that we're going to look forward to and we can't wait to hear about it yeah, um, I hope so.
0: I've got some more. I got some more stuff. I've been having fun with the covers thing. So I got. I got. Yeah,
2: we look forward to so everyone. If you haven't checked out, check out uh, always on uh, my mind. His cover of the well, we all know it as Willie Nelson song. So we'll just call it the Willie Nelson song. Yeah, the Willie Nelson. Um,
0: well, the Willie Nelson version is the one I got. The version, the I'm sorry. Version.
2: I, I, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think there are and, probably uh,
0: twenty five versions of that fucking track out there. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you know, the dude yeah. that wrote that thing had to have made a
2: zillion fucking dollars. Yeah. Yeah his, his Definitely <laughs> whoever inherited in the uh, the rights is doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but listen give your please give our best to your lovely wife Shannon. Absolutely. And we look forward to, obviously, seeing you guys again. Um, real quick, guys, some real housekeeping here before we say goodnight to chatter once and for all. Um, thank you for tuning in to Making Waves. You find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, or Amazon Music. Please subscribe to us and never miss an episode. If you guys are still interested in, in coming and joining with us January uh, 2022, go to Shiprock.com. You can still buy a cabin or find a cabin mate and make new friends. And you can also find all the new merch over there at Shiprock.com. Quick thank you to Al McManus, our producer; Jen Zito, our engineer; Heather Smith, our show coordinator, and of course the captain, Alan Cadenk. And we want to give a quick shout out tonight for uh, to Danny Hill. So, yeah, Danny, um, what's yeah. up, dude? Yeah, love him absolutely. Uh, Chad, did you want to? Chad Nicefield, I should say. Do you want to say anything to Chad Gray before we uh, exit mm-hmm. tonight? And let, the, let the poor man get to his dinner and then and, and murder in the front row. Uh, yeah, i just no want to shit. let
1: everybody know that i can't see him that he looks beautiful and uh, it was great. really great to see you on this
2: uh, on this on my very computer cool.
0: screen yeah very cool thank you guys so much for having me and i love the shiprock family and you guys keep cruising man keep having fun yeah
2: and we'll we'll definitely have uh we'll you'll definitely be back on at some point i'm sure and we look forward I'm to that quite as always. Sure. so thank you guys so much man
0: thanks brother yeah All right. thanks for coming stay man. safe stay happy stay healthy and as always stay motherfucking metal Bowie, Dylan, Marley.